Hello, welcome to Second Impressions, the Pride and Prejudice podcast. My name is Grace. And I'm Tom. And we're going through Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice chapter by chapter. And today we are reading Volume 3, Chapter 14. But Tom, why don't you give us a quick recap on what happened in Chapter 13? Chapter 13, very important chapter. Uh, Mr. Bingley comes over to visit the Bennett several times alone. Mrs. Bennett is constantly scheming to get him and Jane in a room together with no one else. Bingley goes hunting with Mr. Bennett, and they have a good time. Mr. Bennett is surprisingly pleasant. Uh, On one of Bingley's visits over to Longbourn, Mrs. Bennett finally succeeds in getting Bingley and Jane alone in a room, and Bingley uses that opportunity to propose to Jane, which, of course, she accepts. This makes everyone happy. Jane is like, I would only be happy if you, Elizabeth, could be as equally well-married as I am. And then we kind of just, like... Jane discovers, we wrap up some loose ends, like Jane discovers that when she was visiting London all those months ago, when Bingley was there also, Bingley had been totally kept in the dark to the fact that Jane was in London, and that's why he ignored her, and Jane also seems to have come to terms with the fact that Miss Bingley is not really her friend, (laughs) is not the nicest person in the world. Yeah, she grows a little bit of a thicker skin, I'd say. Well, that's pretty much it, so, uh, Jane and Bingley are engaged it's official grace will you give us a summary of chapter 14 and then we'll get into it all right well when if you thought that that was the end of the story jane and bingley getting married hold on to your hat (laughs) yeah that would be so disappointing that's the end they got married and elizabeth was her maid of honor (laughs) uh no because in chapter 14 maybe about what is it a week later week after the engagement who else like you know Bets, all bets are off as to who could show up at Longbourn, mm-hmm. and it is Lady Catherine. I don't think, I mean, if you are familiar with the book, we saw this coming, but I don't think anyone, if you don't know the story, would have seen this coming, that Lady Catherine's now going to show up. Yeah, right? this is like, almost like, like a Thomas Hardy novel, in that like the plot just keeps on going, and it's like... It just like it feels like it's never going to end, because like new things keep happening, and new twists keeps coming. This is probably the most, like... Dickens-esque thing to happen <laughs> is for Lady Catherine of all people to arrive at Longbourn. Uh huh. The most noble character that in yes. the book. Yes. yes. Uh huh. Um, probably the most powerful after Darcy, but so. she's almost like the Queen of England <laughs> if you want to think about it in that way. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the Queen arrives. <laughs> Lady Catherine arrives. Uh, she is very surly and very um rude, and she and Eliz well she um more or less strong arms Elizabeth into taking a walk with her. Uh, in their, um, like, the backyard, the, like, woods. The wilderness, yeah. (laughs) Uh, She and Elizabeth talk, and she basically has a singular motive, is to get Elizabeth to confirm that the rumors of her and Darcy about to get engaged to, like, completely deny it and say that it's a false rumor. Mm -hmm. Um, Elizabeth stands her ground, pretty much, and doesn't give lady catherine what she wants um and just you know just kind of i don't even want to give too much away in the summary because she does a really good job of like kind of going toe to toe with lady catherine in this merry war of words <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so they talk back and forth lady catherine wants to know if elizabeth is engaged to darcy and elizabeth um does a you know does a pretty good job of holding her own against like lady catherine in this conversation um ultimately lady catherine does not get what she wants she leaves in a huff 
and um, then kind of Elizabeth goes back home, and Mrs. Ben is like, "Oh, what a noble lady!" <laughs> and <laughs> well, that's kind yeah, of just how the chapter uh-huh. ends. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. Okay. We'll get into it. Uh, you want to start reading first, Grace? Sure. Okay. Chapter fourteen. One morning, about a week after Bingley's engagement with Jane had been formed, as he and the females of the family were sitting together in the dining room, Mr. Bennett is nowhere to be found, their attention was suddenly drawn to the window by the sound of a carriage, and they perceived a chaise and four driving up the lawn. All right. Uh, Yeah, I think this is a great little insight into what the future of the Bennett household is going to be like. It's Bingley and the girls and the ladies, I should say, <laughs> and mm-hmm. Mrs. Mr. Bennett in his library, probably. Yeah. Well, until, um, yeah, because, like, Bingley right now is, like, almost, the almost son-in-law, mm-hmm. and he's just, like, hanging around until, like, until they get married, and then he doesn't have to come back to Longport <laughs> anymore. And then, yeah, they can all go to stay at Netherfield all the time. Um... So, okay. Yeah. yeah. So just... nice little scene. They're all sitting around. Mm-hmm. Very picturesque. This is not really important. We can get into it a little bit. There's some confusion as to whether they're what kind of dining room they're sitting in, what this room really is. Like, it's they wouldn't be sitting in the room that they had that they eat dinner in. It's way too early in the day for that. They, and that's all. Yeah. Yeah. It's more likely they would be in the breakfast room. A breakfast room or like. Some kind of sitting room, it yeah, seems like. maybe a sitting room. Lady, later on, Lady Catherine's going to call it a sitting room. It's really not that important. It, I think the main takeaway is this is not, like, the dinner table that they're all sitting at. Right. It's some kind of other, like, hangout spot <laughs> in the house. So they're all sitting there, and that's when they see a carriage coming in through the window. So many scenes of people perceiving like, horses or carriages or people coming up through windows. Well, that's all, like, women could do at the time. They couldn't go anywhere. They All they could do was, like, look out their window and see. They they can only, like, receive action. They can't go out and, like, do it. Uh, yeah, well, the first time the women, all the all the Bennett women see Bingley is on his horse through the window. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. Uh, Mrs. Bennett sees Bingley, like, when he returns just, like, a few chapters ago, half undressed, she sees him <laughs> from her window coming up. Yep. And there's also a very nice little scene where Charlotte sees uh, Collins coming to her through her window. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, very, very exciting and romantic. But here, this is not a young suitor coming to visit them. <laughs> <laughs> it is. If there's ever was an opposite of a young suitor, this is it. <laughs> yeah, they see a carriage coming up. And not just just any carriage, a chase and four driving up the lawn. So that means there are four horses pulling this carriage, mm. which is that's, that's, a, lot of that's a lot of horses. Yeah. So it is no mean carriage. This is a probably pretty a nice, a pretty nice carriage coming up. Mm-hmm. So this signals to them that we have a a visitor with money. <laughs> it's like it's like the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Coming. <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Lady Catherine's pulled around by four horses. <laughs> it was too early in the morning for visitors. But that doesn't matter to Lady Catherine. Mm. And besides, the equipage did not answer to that of any of their neighbors, meaning the the carriage didn't look like anything that was owned by anyone in the in the village. Right. And the shorthand is none of their neighbors are like rich enough to have a carriage that looks like this. Yeah, I feel like uh. if you lived in like like a podunk town and then like a Bentley pulled up like you would not be like oh who's which one of my neighbors does that car belong to I always said equipage in my head when I saw that word it's Uh, equipage I have no idea I I could believe either way it definitely is a French like French in origin anyway let us know if we got it wrong (laughs) sorry (laughs) sorry again I I I, if 
I tend to agree with or assume how Grace pronounces words <laughs> the correct way. Thanks. <laughs> well, I'll eat those words one day. Um, the horses were post, meaning they were hired. And neither the carriage nor the livery of the servant who preceded it were familiar to them. So it's just a brand new sight for the Bennets. This horse doesn't, the horses don't look familiar. The mm. livery doesn't look familiar. The carriage doesn't look familiar. Yeah. It's a it's a brand new Rolls Royce pulling up. Uh, and we've mentioned this before, but, you know, livery is like the, the uniform the servants would wear. Mm. And each house would have their own, like, colors and designs. <laughs> kind of like a sports team almost. Yeah. Uh, or like a flag. Or, or like a uniform. Like, think of it like, I don't know, people who work in you know, McDonald's, they have to wear the uniform. If you work for the Catherine household, you have to wear the certain livery. Yes. Uh, um, but this is, so both the carriage and, like, the livery, the uniform of the servant is unfamiliar to the Bennets. Mm. As it was certain, however, that somebody was coming, Bingley instantly prevailed on Miss Bennet, Miss Jane Bennet, to avoid the confinement of such an intrusion and walk away with him into the shrubbery. Interesting. So they see a carriage coming up the drive that they've never seen before. Mm -hmm. And what does Bingley do? He kind of, like, suggests that he and Jane sort of, like, go walk, take a walk in the shrubbery yeah. to continue their conversation. Right, to avoid the confinement of such an intrusion. <laughs> I feel like this means that they're, you know, we can probably assume that Bingley and Jane are having a one-on-one -on -one conversation in this room. Yeah. And they see a servant coming, and they're like, I think Bingley's like, this is, I don't want to talk to anyone other than Jane right now, right? It might also be like, maybe like sort of like this unspoken rule that like, well, it's like once you're engaged, you can sort of just be like, just hang out with the family, but also like pay particularly close attention to like your fiance. But if, like, is there a third party there, maybe it's less, um, maybe it's, like, less decorous for, like, the, for, like, the engaged, the, the affianced couple to, like, be coupley together, like, uh -huh. in front of a third party. So maybe they're like, well, let's just go somewhere else because we don't want to, like, because then it, it's weird because it's sort of like, yes. He's engaged to one of the daughters, but they're not married yet. Uh, yeah. And so it's, it's like, let's just like, let's avoid this kind of awkwardness. Especially it's like someone they haven't, they don't know who it is. It's yeah. not just like the, like Lady Lucas or whatever. Right. Not trash. We don't, you know. Hey, yeah. If Lady Lucas walked in through the door, Mrs. Bennett would be all too happy to have, Bingley just is to front dangle and Mr. Yeah. Bingley in front of her. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it's also convenient for the narrative. Like, we don't need Jane and Bingley here. <laughs> yeah. All right. But anyway, yeah, they're like, let's go talk outside. Let's mm -hmm. go take a walk through the shrubbery. And make out. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think. They both set off, and the conjectures of the remaining three continued. So that's um, Mrs. Bennett. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. And Kitty. Where is Mary? <laughs> Who fucking cares? <laughs> in Maybe in the library, maybe practicing on her She might be upstairs forte. on her piano already. Uh, <laughs> singing to no one. <laughs> um, okay. They both set off and the conjectures of the remaining three continued, and though with little satisfaction, till the door was thrown open and their visitor entered. It was Lady Catherine de Bourgh. Wow. This is her. This is her swan song. I'd say. I love that the door is thrown open. <laughs> Light flashes in. Yeah, and then we see her shadow first before yeah. <laughs> Lady Catherine. Uh... Her imposing silhouette coming in. They were, of course, all intending to be surprised, but their astonishment was beyond their expectation, and I... on the part of Mrs. Bennet and Kitty, though she was perfectly unknown to them, 
even inferior to what Elizabeth felt. All right. Yeah, when it says they were all intending to be surprised, it just meant that they expected to be surprised because they didn't know who it was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but even their astonishment, their the actual surprise was beyond how surprised they were expecting to be. Right. Upon the entrance of a random unknown person. Uh, yeah. So they were all. They all thought. Like, they all assumed they were going to be surprised by whoever this visitor was, but it's Lady Catherine, and that exceeds all of their expectations. Mm-hmm. And even though Mrs. Bennet and Kitty had never seen Lady Catherine before, Elizabeth was the most surprised of the three in the room, right? Right. Yeah, because I think it's like, well, it's like, Mrs. Bennet and Kitty don't have the context, um to where that if they did have the context they would know that lady catherine would be the last person to you know deign to come in to longbourn so elizabeth knowing that is that much more surprised by lady catherine being here right to them this random noble lady has just walked in the front door for apparently no reason which is very surprising yeah but it's even more surprising to elizabeth who knows lady catherine's character and yes. it's like she <laughs> this is not well, okay, we'll talk about this. Lady Catherine is bossy and likes to get in people's lives, but it's still, like, totally unexpected that she would make this trip all the way to Longbourn mm-hmm. to, like, come visit the Bennets for some reason. Right. Okay. She entered the room, Lady Catherine entered the room with an air more than unusually ungracious. More than <laughs> Sorry, usually. More than usually ungracious. So Lady Catherine, usually ungracious... But on this occasion, even more than usually ungracious. <laughs> Above average ungraciousness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meaning what? How do you think? What do you think ungracious action in Lady Catherine equals? Just doesn't he? I don't even think she like introduces herself uh-huh. or, you know, I almost like, I almost feel like it's just, there's just sort, sort of a a decorum of, of you when you, of ex- expected of you when you enter someone else's home. But I imagine her just sort of like stomping in and like walking into the middle of the room and like without even like a without even like any kind of pretext she mm-hmm. just walks in and is more or less just silent <laughs> okay yeah we'll hold on we'll read this paragraph and then we can yeah. talk about it cuz it does go into the particulars she entered the room with an air more than usually ungracious made no other reply to elizabeth's salutation than a slight inclination of her head and sat down without saying a word so how rude is that just to like burst into someone's house? Yeah. And like some they say hi to you and you just like slightly nod their head your head at them and mm. then you sit down without a word, not even explaining why you're here. Well she th- well we'll go on to it, but she thinks they know why she's She thinks here. they know, yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth had mentioned her name to her mother on her ladyship's entrance, though no request of introduction had been made. That's also it's rude now, but even especially then that's highly indecorous too. Like, be in the same room with someone of something of a similar class and not, like, make any attempt at introducing yourself. It's mm-hmm. rude now. Like It's it, also rude yeah, now, yeah. yeah. Well, it's be, like, borderline, tr- it's trespassing now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think how Lady Catherine is acting, like, that's a good point. She thinks that they are full aware. They're fully aware of why she's here, especially Elizabeth. But I think Lady Catherine's kind of acting like she does in the homes of her, like, peasants, of her tenants and servants. Yeah. Like, she... I imagine this is probably something she would do to one of her, like, tenant farmers. She would just burst into their house and, like, start, like, I don't know, telling them what they're doing wrong without right. an introduction, right? Yeah. I and think it'd be, that... like, it'd be, like, one thing if it was, like, 
the servants on her grounds, but she is in a completely different like like county. You know,、uh, this isn't her. These aren't her servants or, or workers. This is a, just a completely different. Noble family. Yeah, we'll talk about.、It. They're going to talk about it. Mr. Bennett is a gentleman. Yeah. So, but I think it, in Lady Catherine's mind, like the Bennets are peasants. <laughs> um. Okay. Mrs. Bennett, all amazement, though flattered by having a guest of such high importance, received her with the utmost politeness. This sentence, I had to read it a couple times. It's a little confusing how it's phrased. I think. But it's like Mrs. Bennet was all amazement,、mm-hmm. right? And that like so her first inclination would probably just to be to like sit and stare, right? Yeah. So she's all amazement. However, she was also flattered by having such an important guest, and because of that, she's able to receive Lady Catherine with politeness. Because、mm. if it were not Lady Catherine, of course, Mrs. Bennet would be like, "Who are you?、Uh, Who the heck do you think you are?" I also think this is. The most polite we ever see, Mrs. Bennet acting. Yeah, she really is sort of like, well, Lady Catherine is kind of curbing Mrs. Bennet a bit here. This is the first time we've ever seen like Mrs. Bennet inspired with awe. I feel like. <laughs> I mean, well, we've drawn parallels to the two these two ladies. Like Lady Catherine is precisely how Mrs. Bennet would act if Mrs. Bennet was in that kind of power. Had a, yeah, influence and power. Well, she reacts to it. Something about Lady Catherine's manner, <laughs> even while she's being incredibly rude, Mrs. Bennet is like she's still like in awe, yeah, and, and like kowtowing to her almost. Right, she's like drawn to it in some way. After sitting for a moment in silence, she said very stiffly to Elizabeth, "I hope you are well, Miss Bennet. That lady, I suppose, is your mother." <laughs> <laughs> no introduction. That lady, I suppose, is your mother. Yeah. Well, so here's another. Like little tidbit that you should know reading this is that because Lady Catherine is the is the highest ranking person in this room, she is the one who needs to speak first.、Mm. So I have that note in here. So because so like it that's just even that much ruder that she knows full well that she is the first person who needs to speak, and she chooses to just sit here. And then the first thing she says is like. That lady, I suppose, is your mother. That's not an introduction. She's not asking to be introduced to Mrs. Bennet. No, it's like she's pointing at like, like an animal in the field.、Yeah. It's like that's a buck, right? <laughs> you know, that is your farm animal, right? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Well, except for okay, it, it it did say that Elizabeth did sort of quickly tell her mother who this person is,、mm. and then they were just silent. Yeah, but, that's but, true. But it's like it's up to Lady Catherine to, um. To start the conversation, it's not like Elizabeth like introduce me to your mother so we can start talking. Right, it's like who is that? <laughs> not even who is that. Just like I'm gonna assume that's your mother. Yeah, good point. Because、uh, I know who it is already. <laughs> Elizabeth replied very concisely that she was. That's a great use of reported dialogue.、Mm. You could just say Elizabeth said yes, but it doesn't have the same effect as saying she replied very, very concisely. concisely. Yeah, which is the opposite of concise. <laughs> And that, I suppose, is one of your sisters. That's great. Kitty is not even a human. It's like pointing <laughs> at an object, and that、Again. is one of your sisters. <laughs> at least Mrs. Bennet is that lady. <laughs> Kitty doesn't even have the distinction of like being a lady. Yeah, being anything, not even a girl or a human, <laughs> just that. <laughs> yes, madam," said Mrs. Bennet, delighted to speak to a lady cat. To, oh, yeah, to a、that. Lady Catherine, yeah, yes, Miss, yes, Madam said Mrs. Bennet, delighted to speak to a Lady Catherine.、Mm. Interesting, a Lady Catherine. Why do you think that article is there? 
It's almost like she's like the one and only, the one, the only, like Lady Catherine. It's like that's a whole other rank. There's yeah. lady, and then there you could be a lady, oh, but you could be right. a Lady Catherine. That's, right. <laughs> that's, a, that's another type of lady. That's another realm of it, right? <laughs> yeah, a Lady Catherine. That's a that's a Jane Austen special. <laughs> Uh, okay, yes, madam, said Mrs. Bennet, delighted to speak to a Lady Catherine. She is my youngest girl but one. My youngest of all is lately married. My eldest is somewhere about the grounds, walking with a young man who I believe will soon become a part of the family. And I've completely forgotten about my middle child, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, no mention of Mary. <laughs> hey, Mary. <laughs> hey, you too, Kitty. <laughs> Until you get married. Is Mrs. Bennet doing herself a lot of favors here with this little speech of hers? No. It, like, Lady Catherine did not ask for the whole, like, rundown of where her family members are. Yeah, well, of course, Mrs. Bennet can't help but talk about her favorite subject in the world, which is her, her daughter's getting married. Yeah, yeah and the men, <laughs> the men they're going to marry. And it's like, my youngest is married. Here we go, bringing up Lydia and Wickham, like the shame to the family, who Lady Catherine knows about, we'll later learn. Mm -hmm. So uh, I can imagine Lady Catherine's like internally shuddering <laughs> when Mrs. Bennett mentions that. And my eldest, oh, she's walking around with some other guy. Yeah, with a young man who I believe is going to be <laughs> yeah. part of the family. That's not very positively stated. Yeah. He's engaged. <laughs> All right, but she thinks she's being charming and polite here, Mrs. Bennett. You have a very small park here. Return Lady Catherine after a short silence. <laughs> uh, Basically, like, your garden is small. Uh, I love that's her... That doesn't... That's not really a reply to anything Mrs. Bennett just said. Mm -mm. It's just like, your park is small. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have very much land here, do you? It is nothing in comparison of Rosings, my lady, I dare say. But I assure you, it is much larger than Sir William Lucas is. So it doesn't have, no one, this quote is not attributed to anyone, but who, of course, is saying this? It's going to be Mrs. Bennett. And how do we know it's Mrs. Bennett's quote? Because she is uh, shitting on the Lucases once again. Uh, uh, th it's great here that Lady Catherine slights Mrs. Bennett. I don't know if it sets in on Mrs. Bennett that she's being slighted, mm. but she goes right into saying, well, it's bigger than the Lucases. I don't know if Mrs. Bennett takes it as a slight or if she's like, oh, well, I need to at least make myself look better than someone else right now. And who else can I shame uh, if not the Lucases? Uh, the Lucases are pretty much there for Mrs. Bennett to use as a comparison <laughs> <laughs> to make herself look better in her family. All right. Yeah. So Lady Catherine's like, you have a small park. And Mrs. Bennett's like, well, it's bigger than the Lucases. Yes. It's bigger than your... Your, uh, your, um, oh, what is he again? Your, um, clergyman's father-in-law. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. This must be a most inconvenient sitting room for the evening in summer. The windows are full west. That's so Lady it's just Catherine. no, all she does, has, all she's done so far is just observe in like, just observe very snootily and criticize <laughs> and criticize uh, which yeah. we know this is what lady catherine likes to do she thinks she knows best about everything especially yeah. the placement of windows that's one of her <laughs> expertise subjects of expertise like uh, what the hell are we supposed to do move the windows build a new house <laughs> tear down this wall and rebuild it <laughs> and of course so the sun would be shining through the windows in the summer so it'd get hot in that sitting room mm. and there we go this is more about the room it's clearly 
It was described as a dining room. Now Lady Catherine's saying it's a sitting room. Yeah. It's some kind of room. Mrs. Mrs. Bennet assured Lady Catherine that they never sat there after dinner, and then added, May I take the liberty of asking your ladyship whether you left Mr. and Mrs. Collins well? That's a nice... That's the only nice thing Mrs. Bennet has really said so far. The only polite thing. And this is within acting within decorum. Yeah. To, like, ask after your connections. But I guess uh, in this situation, Mrs. Bennet is the... She's the polite, decorous one compared to Lady Catherine. <laughs> Seriously. Well, it's because she doesn't have any... Of, of, she doesn't hold the power here. Yeah, that's true. Um, there are no young men around. <laughs> yes, very well. I saw them the night before last. Elizabeth now expected that she would produce a letter for her from Charlotte, as it seemed the only probable motive for Lady Catherine calling. But no letter appeared, and Elizabeth was completely puzzled. So what is Elizabeth, why does Elizabeth think Lady Catherine is here? Because she thinks Charlotte must have told Lady Catherine something? Like, she has a letter or some message from Charlotte to give oh, to Elizabeth, yeah, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. Just because, like, why else would she possibly be here? Right. The only connection Elizabeth and Lady Catherine have is Charlotte. Uh -huh. So that tenuous connection is the only thing that Elizabeth can think of right now as to, like, why Lady Catherine is here. Okay. Even though, like, we all know Lady Catherine would never do that. Lady Catherine would never come all this way to just give a letter. Deliver the letter of her clergyman's wife? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh -huh. But, you know, she's grasping at straws here, Elizabeth. Yeah. Mrs. Bennet, with great civility, begged her ladyship to take some refreshment. But Lady Catherine, very resolutely and not very politely, declined eating anything. I like that's like, very resolutely... And not very politely. Not very politely just means very rudely. Uh -huh. um, and here, more example of Mrs. Bennet being the epitome of class and taste and Lady Catherine being the rude bore in the room, mm -hmm. right? Mrs. Yeah. Bennet acts with great civility. Mm -hmm. And why don't you think Lady Catherine wants to eat the Bennet's food? Because beneath her. <laughs> yeah, I think she thinks, like, that food is not good enough for her, right? Yeah. Like, Plus, well, I mean, she didn't come here for that. Look at the table she lays out. You think I'm going to eat the Bennett's food? <laughs> yeah, that's not what she's here for also. They're going to make me eat in a west-facing window room? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's almost, Lady Catherine almost thinks that's an insult. Like, you expect me to eat your food? <laughs> your daughter's probably cooking the kitchen. Uh, okay, so she resolutely and not politely declines eating anything, and then rising up, said to Elizabeth, Miss Bennett. There seemed to be a prettyish kind of a little wilderness on one side of your lawn. I should be glad to take a turn in it if you will favor me with your company. Prettyish is a great word. It's not pretty. <laughs> and it's prettyish kind of a little wilderness. Yeah, look There's at all so the, many mo uh, modifiers. Uh -huh. Not even like. What is wilderness? Like that's not a compliment to call well, it a wilderness. A wilderness is a thing that some like parks would have it's, oh. a, it's a little area of like trees that you would like walk around and think that you're hiking in the woods <laughs> uh there's actually a lot of fun that's had in a wilderness in uh, mansfield park one of my favorite scenes from that book mm. so it's like it's like a woods area okay uh -huh. a prettyish kind of a little wilderness on one so it's like kind of a little so it's like not only is it pretty ish but it's not even well-maintained that I can even discern that it's a wilderness. It's, like, kind of a wilderness. I'm sure Lady Catherine at Rosings has a massive wilderness that is very well-maintained. That is not wild at all. Yeah, pretty-ish kind of little wilderness. Uh-huh. 
So let's get out of this house, <laughs> this <laughs> disgusting home. Yeah, if you and yeah, well, if you will favor me with your company, that's that's like not um, what's the word? That's not genuine at all. No, it's like, Elizabeth uh, has no choice. Yeah. Go, my dear," cried her mother, "and show her ladyship about the different walks. I think she will be pleased with the Hermitage." <laughs> uh, and my book says that is a secu- secluded place, like usually a bower of small trees. Yeah, I have like a dwelling for like a hermit or a monk, <laughs> but that is, it, it's more it's more lawn care. Obviously, they don't have a hermit living on their property. Some rich people did. Some rich people Lady Catherine did. might have had a hermit. But I don't think... I, I don't think the Bennets had one, like a live-in hermit. That's no. only for the rich, rich people. Yeah, it's a hermitage. It's sort of like... It'd be like having like a lawn gnome <laughs> in your garden or something. <laughs> it's just like a pretty little thing. Of course, Lady Catherine will not be impressed by that. <laughs> Elizabeth obeyed, and running into her own room for her parasol, attended her noble guest downstairs. As they passed through the hall, Lady Catherine opened the doors into the dining parlor and drawing room, and pronouncing them after a short, short survey to be decent-looking rooms, walked on. That's so, more... Yeah, go ahead. What? That's just more, like, very rude behavior, even at this time, to, like, go around opening doors and, like, looking in and giving your judgments on these rooms. Right. It's not like she immediately left the house to go on this, you know, little walk with Elizabeth. Like, she continues to, like, survey this house as if it were hers. And then cast judgment on all of them. I think it's just... Lady Catherine does act like a queen. And, like, everything was within her, like, kingdom, basically. Mm-hmm. And yeah. remember, like, she tells, like, Elizabeth and uh, Mariah Lucas, like, how they should pack their trunks, oh, yeah, you know? Right. <laughs> like, she's concerned with every minute detail. And it's also all under her purview in her mind. Yeah. Oh, and then poor Mariah actually did go back and unpack her trunks. This might even be, yeah, exactly. Uh, this might even be Lady Catherine trying to be a little agreeable by calling those rooms decent looking. Maybe. Maybe. She's tough but fair. <laughs> yeah, well, I tell the truth. If a room <laughs> is decent, I say so. Mm. Her carriage remained at the door, and Elizabeth saw that her waiting, that Lady Catherine's waiting woman was in it. So this whole time, that's a great Lady uh, Catherine's yeah. um, like maid has just been sitting in the carriage, sitting in the carriage by herself. Yeah, well, also it, it shows Lady Catherine's rude. She's like, "Just sit here, and I'll be back." But <laughs> I think she thinks this is gonna be a quick errand. Yeah, like this will take five minutes max. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's also a, it's just a great detail that her waiting woman's in the carriage. <laughs> All right, they proceeded in silence along the gravel walk that led to the copes. Copes, copes, copes. I copes. Think so. Oh, is this the same? I think this is the same area where Elizabeth read the letter. Uh huh. Also, where she goes to they, where her and Jane intercept uh, Mr. Bennett on his way yeah, after. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Another letter. Uh-huh. That's the where they read the letter from Mr. Gardner. Yeah. And that's where Elizabeth reads the letter from Mrs. Gardner. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a you know a private area mm-hmm. to go to go be alone in with your yeah. thoughts or to have conversations. Even the word kind of lends itself to being like snug and secluded. Hopes. Elizabeth was determined to make no effort for conversation with a woman who is now more than usually insolent and disagreeable. (laughs) So she's more than usually ungracious, and she's also more than usually insolent and disagreeable. All meaning she is normally gracious, insolent, and disagreeable. Yeah, it's just ungracious. Ungracious, yes, rather. But she's extra ungracious now. (laughs) Yeah. How could I ever think her like her nephew? 
said Elizabeth, as she looked in her face. Not out loud, in her mm. mind. Who is Lady Catherine's nephew again? Mr. Darcy. So remember, you know, what felt like eons ago, mm-hmm. Mrs. Sorry, not Mrs. Um, Elizabeth thought that Darcy and Lady Catherine were like one and the same because of, you know, intel by one Mr. Wickham. But now she's like, I cannot believe I ever once thought that they were at all alike. They both have the pride, but it's two yes. totally different types of pride. And Mr. Darcy is a way more like genuine person on like... On a, if you go beneath the pride a little bit, you find a genuine person where I think Lady Catherine, you're going to have to go <laughs> di- gonna... <laughs> diving pretty far deep, uh, yeah. pretty far down. Okay. As soon as they enter the copse, Lady Catherine began in the following manner. You can be at no loss, Miss Bennet, to understand the reason of my journey hither. Your own heart, your own conscience must tell you why I come. All right, here we go. So now... <laughs> Mrs. Bennet, or sorry, sorry, not Mrs. Bennet. Lady Catherine thinks Elizabeth already knows why she's here. Mm-hmm. You must know why I'm here. <laughs> uh, that's, I well, that's dramatic irony. It's a good example of it because Lady Catherine thinks Elizabeth knows something that she doesn't. But also, I think it just it goes to show that Lady Catherine is like such a narcissist. Like if she if something's on her mind, then it's on the mind of the whole world, right? Right. But also, I don't know. It's just like more of like a misunderstanding of the situation too. It, yeah, we'll come to see. Like, it's a complete misunderstanding that didn't like whatever. Well, it's the it's like it's almost like. Well, let's get into. We'll, get well into it's it. it's complicated, but yeah, we'll talk about it more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Would you read that line for us again okay. from Mrs. from Lady Catherine? Yeah, you can be at no loss, Miss Bennet, to understand the reason of my journey hither, your own heart. Your own conscience must know why I come. Elizabeth looked with unaffected astonishment, meaning genuine astonishment. She had no idea what Lady Catherine's talking about. Uh-huh. Indeed, you are mistaken, madam. I have not been at all able to account for the honor of seeing you here. Miss Bennet, replied her ladyship in an angry tone, you ought to know that I am not to be trifled with. But however insincere you may choose to be, you shall not find me so. That's more irony. Mm-hmm. My character has never has ever been celebrated for its sincerity and frankness. <laughs> <laughs> By whom? <laughs> By Mr. Mr. Collins. Collins. Yeah. And other lackeys. <laughs> and in a cause of such moment as this, I shall certainly not depart from it. From my sincerity and frankness. I believe she's frank. I do not believe she is sincere. <laughs> A report of a most alarming nature reached me two days ago. Now, remember what happened two days ago? Bingley and... Oh, no, no. No, no. Two um, days ago? What happened? Two days ago, Lady Catherine saw Mr. Collins and Mrs. Collins. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, she saw them the night before last. Mm-hmm. I was told that not only your sister was on the point of being most advantageously married, but that you, that Miss Elizabeth Bennet, <laughs> would in all likelihood be soon afterwards united to my nephew, my own nephew, Mr. Darcy. Lots of repetitions here. Uh, well, I think she's just, like, beyond herself with <laughs> anger and hurt pride. Yeah. It's like, that you, that Miss Elizabeth Bennet, uh-huh. would be united to my nephew, my own nephew, <laughs> Mr. Darcy. Well, it's almost like her process, like, when she first heard this news. My nephew, my <laughs> own nephew, Darcy? <laughs> Miss <laughs> Miss Bennett, Miss Elizabeth Bennett. 
yeah, like her mind just, <laughs> just like, like just, just like short circuited for yeah. a moment. <laughs> Though I know it must be a scandalous falsehood. Though I would not injure him so much as to suppose the truth of it possible, I instantly resolved on setting off for this place that I might make my sentiments known to you. Okay. All right, so she, yes. now she's saying, I've heard, I heard mm -hmm. that you are about to be engaged to my nephew, my own nephew, Mr. Darcy. But I know this to be in, like, I know this to be false. Uh -huh. But I'm not going to do him the dishonor of thinking it's true. So I resolved on going to Longbourn to tell you how I feel. All right. I think it's definitely, it's a testament to Austin that, uh, you know, I think we all, we all basically get what's going on here between Elizabeth and Lady Catherine and what's going on in Lady Catherine's mind. But let's just try to put it into words, I guess. So Lady Catherine hears this report that Elizabeth and Darcy are about to be married, right? Mm. <clears throat> and she has to come right away to see Elizabeth to determine that this report is false, right? Even though she claims that she knew, like, from the get-go that it was false. Yeah. So, I don't know. I that, That's not true. It's not true that Lady Catherine knows it's false, whether she believes she does or doesn't, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because if she really believed it was false, then she would just be like, well, whatever, that's a lie, you know? Right. She wouldn't have to come to Longbourn, like, immediately almost yeah. to, to counteract the truth. Right. And the fact that she thinks that Elizabeth knows already that... The fact that she thinks Elizabeth knows why she's here and that it's about Darcy must mean that on some level, Lady Catherine thinks that it, Elizabeth and Darcy have had conversations about the engagement, right? Yeah, uh -huh. she is saying this. there's 0% chance of this being true. And yeah, she has come all of this way, All she's come all this way to confront Elizabeth about it. And she says that she has not even talked to Darcy about it. Mm -hmm. If it were untrue, if it were, if she knew it were completely false, why wouldn't she just talk to Darcy about it? Oh, I'm not going to insult him with yeah. bringing, yeah, insinuating he'd marry such a low woman, mm -hmm. right? No, it's, it's, she is being willfully ignorant. She has her head in the sand a little bit right now. I think the fact that she thinks Elizabeth knows full well why she's here must mean that Lady Catherine believes that Elizabeth and Darcy actually do, like, communicate on a regular basis and are on the verge of enga getting engaged, yeah, right? Yeah, because... Lady Catherine, she can threaten and intimidate Elizabeth, but she can't threaten or intimidate Mr. Darcy. Uh, it's not... Lady Catherine didn't... Oh, yeah, well, that's a very good point. Yeah. So she knows that's, like... So there, that's another clue that, like, if there is this um, tiny, tiny thought in the back of Lady Catherine's mind that this is not a complete falsehood, that there might be potential for Elizabeth and Darcy to get engaged, then... The way for her to go about combating that is not to talk to Mr. Darcy, but to basically squash Elizabeth like the bug that she is. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, that's a great point. So that's the reason she can't intimidate Darcy out of this match, but she can intimidate Elizabeth, or so she believes. So she thinks. Because Elizabeth is much of a much lower class. Mm -hmm. That's the reason she doesn't want to talk to Darcy about it. Well, I think, like, so what I was saying is that... It's not like Lady Catherine shows up and she's like, Elizabeth, let me talk to you. I heard this very disturbing rumor that you and Darcy were going to get married. And I just want to come here to, like, 
have you counteract it for the world, right? She mm-hmm. shows up being like, oh, you know why I'm here. <laughs> like, you <laughs> like you don't... E- I shouldn't even have to be here to tell you this, right? Yeah. I think that means she must think that her and Darcy, like, are actually going to get engaged. Right. That, that it's... There's some modicum of truth in that. That there is a real danger that she is, like, gonna marry Darcy shortly. Yeah. If it were, like, if it wasn't a real danger, she would not put herself in a position. Like, like she is the queen of the chessboard. She will not, she would not move herself into play if it were not completely necessary. <laughs> and, like, and so the question comes down to, like, why does she credit these rumors so much yeah is it just that it's so shocking that darcy would marry someone other than lady de Berg that like she gets put into motion <laughs> by like the slightest hint of something like that happening yeah. or oh but you mean mr berg mr berg yeah, yeah i'm yeah. sorry yeah so like option a is lady catherine is just so vigilant about making the darcy mr berg match happen that any rumor she hears to the contrary she is quick to squash it yeah or b is like she discerns something special in elizabeth and when she hears this rumor she's like i think darcy i think it's a good chance that he could fall for her yeah and she did see i mean paired with the fact that she did see um elizabeth like interacting with Darcy at Rosings, uh-huh. that would just fuel more credibility to this rumor. That's a great point. I imagine when she first heard it, that's probably the place like her mind jumped to, right? Yeah. Is like, oh, I saw them talking. And uh-huh. she remembers how like headstrong Elizabeth was at Rosings. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. Okay. Yeah. So that's a thank you for reading, Lady Catherine Grace. Mm, yes. Thing. It's fun. <laughs> it's a great speech for by her, but it's basically like, yes, I'm. I heard this scandalous falsehood, and now I'm here to make sure that it's false, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, not well. Yeah, to find out the truth, and then also to like make my feelings known to you, like feel like make my sentiments known to uh, you. Like, not only am I gonna come here and make sure it's false, I'm also just gonna like give you a a like a a slap around <laughs> just because your your dirty name was that close to darcy's in someone else's mouth <laughs> yeah yeah when she says i know it must be a scandalous falsehood of course she doesn't know that uh-huh. she wouldn't be here if she knew it yeah uh okay well so elizabeth's gonna puncture all this logic she says if you believed it impossible to be true said elizabeth coloring with astonishment and disdain i wonder you took the trouble of coming so far what could your ladyship propose by it? Well, yeah, that's, yeah. That's it, yeah. Like, if you know it's true, why are you here? Mm-hmm. We'll also get to see, this is just a first hint of, like, Elizabeth is a lot more careful with her words now. Mm-hmm. She is not just saying outright, like, no, we're not engaged. She's saying, like, or, like, she's like, she's like, well, if that were the case, why are you here? Right. Well, there's a lot of, so we've been prepared for this moment, Going back to when they first went into Rosings, we saw that Elizabeth is not impressed just with, like, wealth and status alone. Right. So she is not going to be, like, bowled over just by, you know, the fact that Lady Catherine's here. Like, she's going to go toe-to-toe with her. Yeah, she's not Mrs. Bennet. (laughs) And also we've seen, like you are saying, Grace, so many instances of Elizabeth being able to, like tell people like truthful statements that don't entirely like agree with their worldview yeah we also saw i'm just thinking back again the last time that she and lady catherine talked lady catherine kept asking her like a million questions about her family and like how old she is and like how they didn't have a governess growing up and all of that stuff and miss and 
Miss Bennett Elizabeth held her own against mm-hmm. Lady Catherine in that like little preview of of this chapter i think like, yeah that was like a little taste of what's to come uh-huh yeah no she is not like everyone else in lady catherine's presence which is just like eyes averted you know <laughs> yes lady catherine you're right lady catherine <laughs> you know yeah she's like a little saucy with her actually <laughs> um okay okay yeah yeah so here i'll read that again so if it's so impossible that I could ever be engaged to Darcy, this is what Elizabeth's saying, why did you take the trouble of coming all this way, right? Yeah. What could your ladyship mean by it? At once, to insist upon having such a report universally contradicted. So, well, that just betrays Lady Catherine's own uncertainty about how sure she was that this was a scandalous falsehood. Uh-huh. If it was such a scandalous falsehood, why does Elizabeth need to contradict it i think in lady catherine's mind it's like oh i know it's false but the world might believe it so i need you to say it's false and then like everyone will say it's false it'll be universally contradicted right yeah i want you to like kill this rumor i know it's not true but i just don't want it out and about in the world kind of right that's what lady catherine's saying i came here to make sure that no one else believes it Uh uh-huh I don't believe it, but other people might, so you gotta counteract it. But of course, she's there, really, too, because she wants to... She's here because she's not sure. uh, Because she's not sure, yeah. You're coming to Longbourn to see me and my family, said Elizabeth coolly, would be rather a confirmation of it, if, indeed, such a report is in existence. That's also true. Yeah, so she's like... Oh, this word coolly here. <laughs> she is, she's like a gunslinger. She's like, <laughs> you're coming along, you're coming all the way here would seem rather to confirm that me and Darcy are engaged. Because, like, if it was just a, you know, false rumor, like, why else would you come all the way here, right? Yeah, it is one of those things where, and that's, like, that's something that we, I think, understand now. It's, like, if there are rumors circulating about something, the best thing to do is to ignore it until it goes away. But it's not instead, to like rush headlong into it. Yeah. <laughs> instead, what does Lady Catherine do? She gets in her chaise and four, like the coming of the apocalypse, mm-hmm. like probably careens through Meriton to yeah, go to Longbourn. Right. Everyone sees Lady uh-huh. Catherine's in town, probably. And like that all but confirms that there's some validity to that rumor. Uh-huh. And then, of course, this is this is Elizabeth, like really pushing back on Lady Catherine when she says, if indeed such a report is in existence. <laughs> so if you didn't just make it up in your adult brain, right? Yeah. <laughs> if <laughs> do you then pretend to be ignorant of it has it not be, been industriously circulated by yourselves do you not know that such a report is spread abroad is it all right who is the yourselves here who is this plural selves <laughs> i think it's the bennett i think it would be the bennett it wouldn't be elizabeth and darcy yeah i think it'd be in Lady Catherine's head, the Bennets are a bunch of, like, social climbers who are just trying to cling on to Darcy for his wealth, right? Mm-hmm. And this is one of their strategies to make this marriage happen is by spreading these rumors around. Right. Because, of course, they're shameless. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, of course, like again, like, it, if there were rumors of an engagement, like, it would be extremely um, unnoble to back out of an engagement for a man. Mm-hmm. So that would be the way allegedly it's like entrapment almost. yeah it is like yeah. kind of like entrapment uh, which i wouldn't b- put past mrs bennett honestly but it's not true in this case i mean she was willing to have mr bennett duel with him to marry <laughs> yeah. lydia so no it was not very far off but but mrs bennett has no idea that darcy could and elizabeth could ever possibly be no. engaged. Mm-hmm. yeah and so okay lady Catherine's like 
are you, you, do you really not know that there's such a rumor going around? And Elizabeth says, I never heard that it was. Mm -hmm. I never heard that a rumor was out there like that, which is true. Which is true. Mm -hmm. I do like, just to go back to Lady Catherine's, um, to have it be industriously circulated. <laughs> like they own a printing press or something. Well, who, uh, <laughs> who works in industry? Oh, the gardeners. the gardeners. That's another little, like, I'm reminding you of your class. Yeah. You industrious people, you know. <laughs> it's so like you to churn lies like you used to work in factories one generation ago, right? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, Elizabeth is able to be, um, like, direct about this. Like, I never heard about this rumor. Which is true, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And can you likewise declare that there is no foundation for it? More industrial talk. <laughs> Your laborers. <laughs> <laughs> Laying the groundwork. Uh, um, all right. And what does that mean? Just can like, you declare that there's no foundation for the So rumor? Lady Catherine is saying, did you know about this rumor? Elizabeth says no. Mm -hmm. And then Lady Catherine goes, and then can you confirm that there's no foundation for this rumor? No foundation for like any kind of connection between you and Darcy. Right. Yeah, th this rumor is totally off base. Like you and Darcy would never in a million years get married and you don't even, you know. You don't even you, like yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> you don't even associate at all. And this is really her getting to the heart of what she wants to know. Like tell me is it true? Is there any truth behind this rumor? Right. right? Yeah, uh, that's the that's the real question that Lady Catherine wants answered. She's hiding it in this other strategy of, oh, I just, I'm here to have it, to have this report universally contradicted. Mm -hmm. But what I really want to find out is, is there any truth to it? Yeah. Elizabeth says, I do not pretend to possess equal frankness with your ladyship. You may ask questions which I shall not choose to answer. I do like that because Lady Catherine says that she was celebrated her for her sincerity <laughs> and frankness. And so here's Elizabeth turning her own words against her. And it's like, I would never say that I possess mm. the equal frankness that you cl claim to have. It's a deep cut. It's like a humble brag. It's like mock humility. But yeah. it's also like making fun of the way Lady Catherine talks and thinks about herself. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's also a great, like... Pr you know, introduction to what she says next, which is, I'm not going to answer. You can ask me whatever you want, but I'm not going to answer every question. Right, because I'm not just not, I'm just not as frank as you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't help it, sorry. Uh, which we can imagine has probably never been said to Lady Catherine in her whole life, that you can ask questions that I'll choose not to answer. Yeah, no, Lady Catherine has never not had her questions answered. Uh, like when Lady Catherine asks a question, there's no choice. <laughs> This is not to be born, Miss Bennet. Oh, no. This is not to be born. Yeah. Like, this can't... You... That's... You can't do that. <laughs> I, I can't... I can't bear this. Yeah, something... <laughs> this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Bennet, I insist on being satisfied. Like, dueling ter terms. Yeah, here. directly from... That's what you say when you duel... Or, like, propose a duel to someone. Yeah. Uh -huh. I demand satisfaction. Yeah. Has he... Has my nephew... <laughs> Again, with the rep repetition, uh -huh. she just like almost like she can't even get the words out. It's so disgusting to her. Has he, has my nephew made you an offer of marriage? Oh, and this uh -oh. is, yeah, now she's like, the the art is gone. Like, mm -hmm. out with it. Has he proposed to you? And I feel like this question is, well, first of all, yes, he has. Yeah. A long time ago, way before you had any idea of it, Lady Catherine. Yeah. And I think this is I think this is more proof that Lady Catherine, when she heard this report, like, it flashed through her brain, like, this is legitimate. Mm. Like, Elizabeth could steal Darcy away. I see this happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, she's doing a complete 180 here. At the very start, she's like, I know for a fact that there, 
that there's no way that you and Darcy can be engaged. And now she's straight up asking you, has my nephew proposed to you? Uh, so yeah, what happened to all that certainty, right? <laughs> yeah. Out the window. <laughs> and this is a great uh, response from Elizabeth. Your ladyship has declared it to be impossible. That is the truth. Yeah. Uh -huh. I long to like be able to maintain as level ahead as Elizabeth does when I'm in the middle of arguments. Like to be able to like so deftly like keep your cool and also like not give in to like this literal interrogation right now. Mm. Like Elizabeth would do well in like an interrogation room. Well, I think this is a test of like the realm she's about to be thrust into. Mm. And she's like, it's, I think it's proof that she can hold her own even when she becomes like in the same class as a Darcy. Like mm -hmm. she's going to have to deal with lots of Lady Catherine's if she's going to be Mrs. Darcy. Yeah. And yeah. they're all going to think, like, lowly of her, because they're all going to know that she comes from, like, less money. Mm-hmm. Okay. And more just, like, her, her Elizabeth's ability to answer, like, reply to tr questions truthfully without really answering the question. Yeah. And it's, she, yeah, she doesn't, I mean, it's true. Like, everything Elizabeth has said right far, thus far is true. Like, <laughs> Lady Catherine did say that it was impossible. Yeah, well, it's the perfect thing to throw back to this question. Like, why, if you are so certain that it's impossible, why are you asking me this question, right? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so yeah, Lady Catherine responds, it ought to be so. That's great. So now she's gone from, it must be impossible, to, it should be impossible. <laughs> well, if it's not, it should be. Yeah, it ought to be so. It must be so, while he retains the use of his reason. Uh... Well, there's a big qualifier on that. It must be so. Mm. Well, it must be so while he retains the use of his reason. Yeah, as long as he's in his right mind, it must be so. We can't vouch for that. Yeah, unless he's lost it. Uh, but your arts and allurements may, in a moment of infatuation, have made him forget what he owes to himself and to all his family. Mm -hmm. You may have drawn him in. That is verbatim the kind of language that Darcy used in his first proposal. That's a great point. That um, he has kind of forgotten what he owes to himself mm -hmm. and his family's connections, all that all that all that verbiage came from Lady Catherine. Yeah, well this scene shows us that that's kind of like almost uh it's at least an explanation for Darcy's terrible proposal at first. Like, this is the world Darcy comes from. You know, this was the language he was brought up with. I'm sure he was reminded many times in his lifetime that, like, hey, you know, you got to make a good connection. You can't just marry anyone, right? Yeah, you owe it to your family to I, make a good connection. And I think that's why Darcy wanted more of a congratulations from Elizabeth when he was like, I'm making a very degrading match by marrying you. Like, kiss me. Right, right. like his, his truth in that proposal was that he was giving up a lot. He was, he was going against everything that he learned was the right thing to do by proposing to Elizabeth. Uh -huh. It's almost like Elizabeth has to teach him, like, the correct way to behave. Yeah. Like, she has to break this aristocratic, like, raising that he had. Yeah, break him down and then build him back up. <laughs> but yes, that's where, that's why Darcy is who he is. Yeah. And I guess it's, we should congratulate him that he is able to, like, come as far as he has, despite having had Lady Catherine as a seminal influence in his life. Right. right? And that he still possessed the ability to change, unlike Lady Catherine, who's long gone. Well, even, like, when he, even in the bad proposal, he still is, like, 
that much better than Lady Catherine in that he's like, I haven't forgotten these terrible things that were instilled in me, like that class is a real thing and that I can't make a degrading match. Right. But I am willing to like look past it because I love Elizabeth so much, right? That's also true, yeah. And also in in the heat of that moment, he was still taking in what Elizabeth was saying. Like, yes, she was angry when she said that he was prideful and... um. I can't even remember, just that he was prideful and that his proposal was just awful and that he wanted to marry her despite everything that, despite all of, like, the good, all of the, like, all of his, like, better judgment, like, he still, like, took it all in and he, like, he, like, transformed as a result of it. It wasn't like he just pushed it all aside. Like, he learned from what Elizabeth told him, whereas, like, and that's, like, that's, that's, like, a rare quality, I think, is to be able to, like, take criticism and then come out better for it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that, you know, that pride in Darcy was not just coming from the fact that Darcy was, like, a jerk. Like, <laughs> it, this Lady Catherine reinforces that Darcy came from a structure of, like, the kind of pride that he exhibits in the beginning of the book. Right. And then, yeah, afterwards he's like, oh, wait, was everything I taught not, like, all that <laughs> true? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then arts, arts and allurements. Uh, arts are, you know, like wiliness. Yeah, it's also like very uh, explicitly connected to witchcraft in a lot of senses. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like that connects to like the, the draw man. Like you basically put a spell on him, mm-hmm. and he's not in his right mind. Yeah, right? you uh, you gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> you you deprived of him the use of his reason. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, she's like, you may have drawn him in. And Elizabeth says, if I have, I shall be the last person to confess it. I like that. The big if. Mm -hmm. If that were true, I'm not going to be the one to confess that I did do that. And then Lady Catherine goes, Miss Bennet, do you know who I am? (laughs) I have not been accustomed to such language as this. I am almost the nearest relation he has in the world and am entitled to know all his dearest concerns. Mm -hmm. Entitled. Mm. there's a word title kind of she just can't i feel like class is like suffused through her language yeah we forget that in the word entitled is title Uh like it's something you're born with right (laughs) and it's also i'm almost his nearest relations and that entitles me to know everything about him yeah Uh, geez. <laughs> Feeling a little bad for darcy here (laughs) this this hovering helicopter Uh, ant over your personal life Elizabeth responds, but you are not entitled to know mine, my dearest concerns, nor will such behavior as this ever induce me to be explicit. <laughs> That's funny. And it's true. Like, what what power does Lady Catherine have over Elizabeth? Yeah. None. Right. It's just that's the... That's 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 where Lady Catherine kind of sh- stops short of. It's like even if in Lady Catherine's mind she is entitled and, pri- to, and privy to all things Mr. Darcy... She is not entitled to all things Elizabeth. Uh, and so that's the frustration with Lady Catherine is that she can't just also, like, she can't just get the same information out of Elizabeth in this Elizabeth-Darcy relationship. This is what Elizabeth's going to have to go up against if she marries Darcy. Mm-hmm. I feel like <clears throat> we can talk about this more, like, how much of a threat Lady Catherine is. She might, like, in a potential Darcy-Elizabeth match, she might really cut Darcy off altogether, but something in me says that she wouldn't do that because she'd rather, like, 
be like in their business all the time, right? Yeah. So I think like if they were to ever get married, Elizabeth would have to be able to deal with Lady Catherine on a regular basis and also be able to like kick her out of her house. Yeah. And I don't know. I really have no basis for this, but I feel like deep down Lady Catherine does care for Darcy. Like Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. like not just in like a family ties po- growing power kind of way. I think she like genuinely cares for his nephew, for her nephew, and uh-huh. so she wouldn't be so quick to cut him off cut him out of her life she at least likes having him around yeah she likes having him around better than collins (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh okay yeah so you're not entitled to know my behavior of course this is no one only elizabeth speaks to lady catherine this way Mm. everyone else even mrs bennett when they come in contact with her other than darcy are like in complete awe of her right yeah yeah i also like this nor will such behavior like yours ever induce me to be explicit which is like saying well, if you were nicer to me, maybe I would have told you, but you're being an asshole uh, right now, so I'm not going to tell you jack It's almost squat. like chiding, chiding a child, but Elizabeth's used to chiding or, like, you know, <laughs> treating adults like children with her parents. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. So Lady Catherine would be a great connection for her. <laughs> and, uh, okay, Lady Catherine goes, Let me be rightly understood. This match, to which you have the presumption to aspire, can never take place. No, never. Mr. Darcy is engaged to my daughter. Now what have you to say? Mm-hmm. That's, I think, um, Lady Catherine throwing down her trump card. It's like, well, he's almost already engaged. Yeah, he's basically engaged already. Yeah. Uh-huh. Presumption is also another, like, key word there. Yeah. Uh-huh. To be, that, in, in really, the implication is, like, you're a social climber. Yeah, you're a gold digger. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And this also is just, like, all, all, um... Like all of the fronting about being completely sure that Eliz- that this was false is just out the window because now Elizabeth or Lady Catherine is treating this conversation as if Elizabeth has already tried to get engaged to Mr. Darcy. Yeah, yeah, and that's also I can imagine this is. I feel like a lot of romantic comedies have stolen this exact same move. Like, oh, he's engaged to someone else, yeah. right? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> You're precious, man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, Elizabeth, I mean, I'm sorry. Lady Catherine's like, Darcy's engaged to my daughter. What can you say? Elizabeth th- says this. Only this, that if he, if he is so, you can have no reason to suppose he will make me an offer. He will make an offer to me, sorry. Which is great logic. So if that's true, then why are you here? Right? Yeah, uh-huh. a lot of the, a lot of, like, Elizabeth's best argument is like, Everything that Lady Catherine is saying, if they were tr- the big if, if that's true, why are you here? Yeah, exactly. Like, er- like just the very fact that you are here on on Longbourn at Longbourn betrays all of your cer- certainty about about the rumors being false about Mr. Darcy never ever ever planning to m- propose to Elizabeth. Like all of that is out the window just by ha- just by being here. Just by like Lady Catherine showing up uh, and pers- and like treating Elizabeth as a viable threat. It's also it's impressive that Elizabeth can withstand this. I think a weaker person that would have set in a little bit that Darcy could be engaged somewhere else, right? Yeah. But Elizabeth remains steadfast. She's like she knows like the logic of the situation. It's mm-hmm. Like if that was true, why are you here? Yeah. Well, I mean, she already knew that Elizabeth already knew that. Yeah, that's true. Was... That they were destined for each other at least. <laughs> yep. And okay. Oh, and Darcy has uh, already like proposed to her. Oh yeah, that's right. So Duh. that doesn't seem like something that <laughs> an engaged man would do. Yeah, right. right. Uh, like yeah. exactly. <laughs> like yeah. If if Mr. Dar- Darcy is already engaged, why did he make another engagement <laughs> to Elizabeth? Um. 
Okay. Lady Catherine hesitated for a moment and then replied, The engagement between them is of a peculiar kind. Mm -hmm. From their infancy, they have been intended for each other. It was the favorite wish of his mother as well as of hers. Meaning myself, (laughs) (laughs) Lady Catherine, yeah. While in their cradles, we planned the union. (laughs) And now at the moment when the wishes of both sisters would be accomplished in their marriage, to be prevented by a young woman of inferior birth, of no importance in the world, and wholly unallied to the family... Unallied? Unallied? Unallied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you are not an ally of the family. Unallied uh, to the family. Yeah. Um, I don't think that, like, you know, we were not on the moment of accomplishing this match between Mr. Berg and Darcy. That's an exaggeration. No, it wasn't like this is like the 11th hour when the stars align. This Elizabeth is just... snatched him away. Yeah, yeah, this is just like, like Lady Catherine all of a sudden realizing that there's a threat to this quote-unquote, you know, ma- intent, like... This this union from their infancy, from when they were in their cradles. I think if if there could be a moment when this marriage is going to happen, it's that uh, Mr. Berg is, like, coming of age now, kind of. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Lady Catherine could be like, give her one, if she had one more year, we would have made it happen. And now this <laughs> upstart comes in, right? <laughs> this inferior woman. Uh, she goes on to say, do you pay no regard to the wishes of his friends? To his tacit engagement with Mr. Berg. Mm. Okay, so now she's backpedaling. Now it's a tacit engagement. Are you lost to every feeling of propriety and delicacy? Have you not heard me say that from his earliest hours he was destined for his cousin? Mm-hmm. By the way, that was also pretty normal back then, marrying your cousin. Especially for wealthy families. Yeah. You know, it keeps the like power and like land and influence in the family. Right. And you don't want... You know, that's a, you don't, if you're a rich family, you don't want the Bennets as like a hanger on, you know? Right, right. You want to marry people that you know and trust. Honestly, and it's, it's true. If you get involved with the Bennets, you're going to have, there's going to be like an increased number of people who are coming to you, like asking for money. Yeah. That's not going to happen if you marry Mr. Berg. That's true. Yeah. Cause all of the money is, is in the family is, already. Is yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, have you not heard that Darcy from his cradle was destined for his cousin? (laughs) Elizabeth says, yes, and I had heard it before. But what is that to me? If there is no other objection to my marrying your nephew, I shall certainly not be kept from it by knowing that his mother and aunt wished him to marry Mr. Berg. She's basically just like, that's not going to stop me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If there's no other objection other than knowing that you and his mother wanted to marry Mr. Berg, that's not going to stop me. Mm -hmm. Because Darcy is not included in that equation. Right. Uh, Darcy wasn't like, okay. (laughs) If Darcy wanted to marry Mr. Berg, that would prevent an engagement. Yeah. But his his dead mother and Lady Catherine wishing it doesn't prevent anything. Mm. You both did as much as you could in planning the marriage. Its completion depended on others. If Mr. Darcy is neither by honor nor inclination confined to his cousin, why is not he to make another choice? And if I am that choice, why may not I accept him? You know what this uh, tacit engagement kind of reminds me of? What? The the tacit uh, living that Wickham was supposed oh, to get. Yeah. People love just saying that Darcy was is committed to giving them things that he's not actually committed to. Yeah. I don't believe he... I know they put a lot of they put a lot of uh, a lot of uh, what's the word um, they put a lot into these these promises whether or not they were actually kept. 
or rather, or rather, they like in them in their brains they call it a promise, but then they say it's a tacit promise. Uh, but that's just as good as a promise. Yeah, it's a gentleman's honor that no gentleman <laughs> could deny. Yeah, but then Elizabeth makes the great point that it's like, hey, you know, you had your chance, Lady Catherine. You you already you planned this marriage, uh, and now it's up to Darcy to make it. But right, he, like you yeah. and his mother did as much as you guys wanted could do to get him to propose to Mister Burke, and if that's what he wanted to do. Or rather, and then it's like, and the rest belongs to, falls on others. It falls on Mr. Darcy, and it falls on Mr. Berg. And Mr. Berg, yeah. They have to be the ones to complete it. Yeah, you can, yeah. yeah. And you, can, you can't strong arm him, them into marrying each uh, other. Yeah, he's neither by honor nor inclination confined to his cousin. Confined Quite, yeah, yeah. And I think meaning honor, meaning like <laughs> Darcy and Mr. Berg have never gone on a date or anything. <laughs> you know, not that anyone dated at that time. Right. They, like, there was not, no funny business happened between them, so there's no reason that Darcy should feel compelled to marry her, right? No, Darcy uh, never agreed to do that. Yeah. It was just, like, something you and his mother set up. Uh, confined, that's also a great word, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he married Mr. Burke, he would truly be confined, because she can't leave the house, ever. <laughs> She's in, too sickly. Like, the worst part, of, in one way, like, the worst view of Darcy goes well with Mr. Burke, because they're both, like, proud and reticent, right? Yeah. But Darcy, that's not really who Darcy is. Mm-mm. And it's certainly not him now. If he did marry Mr. Berg, he'd become the worst version of himself, probably. He'd probably become like a Lady Catherine type. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, he he's changed now. He's, I, I don't think he would ever want to marry Mr. Berg <laughs> at this point. Um, okay. Okay, yeah. And, and so she's like, Darcy can, he can marry whoever he wants, right? And if I'm his choice, why may not I accept him? Because honor, decorum, prudence, nay, interest forbid it what does she mean by interest like the interest of other people I, like the interest of the family yeah. maybe even your own self-interest i maybe. think mostly of the of my interest maybe lady catherine right right i like that she starts out with these three honor decorum and prudence and then she goes nay interest uh, forbid it yeah yes miss bennett interest for do you not for do not expect to be noticed by his family or friends if you willfully act against the inclinations of all. You know, you know what interest I think means. What? Money. Money. Cash, yeah. Mm. Because well, Darcy has plenty of cash, so this is absurd. But it's like I'm not going to give you any money. You're not going to be noticed by his family or friends right. if you act against all of their inclinations in marrying Darcy, right? Yeah. Don't think you're going to get any of your hands on my cash, right? In, in Lady Catherine's eyes, it's like there's too much at stake right now for Elizabeth to be engaged <coughs> to Darcy. Like his friends and family and my own interests are all against this. I guess it also could mean like rank too. Like, well, here, let's finish this paragraph. We'll okay. talk more. Um, okay. You will be censured, slighted, and despised by everyone connected with him. Your alliance will be a disgrace. Your name will never be mentioned by any of us. So I think Lady Catherine's like, you think you can become a, la a rich lady by marrying Darcy, right? Well, you're wrong, because you're going to be censured and despised by every one of his friends and connections, and we're basically going to trash your reputation, right? I mean, that's not true. We already know that, like... Bingley likes Elizabeth, and yeah. Bingley is Darcy's friend. Uh, so no, Lady Catherine's speaking out of like she's her speaking own power, just about right? herself and maybe yeah. her friends. Uh, right, she and her friends might slight and despise Elizabeth, but Darcy's friends don't necessarily. There's no there's no evidence that Darcy's friends are gonna despise and slight them because Elizabeth is already liked uh, by at least one of his friends. It's not like Lady Catherine can take away Darcy's ten thousand a year. It's not like she can take away Pemberley from him. Right, you know? no, it's it's. 
like, yeah, uh, Lady Catherine, all she can do is threaten and strong arm Elizabeth. But against Darcy, she has no power. What she's saying is, Elizabeth, you think you can vault up to, like, the top ranks of society by marrying Darcy. Well, let me tell you, you're wrong because everyone in the top rank of society is going to reject you, right? Yeah. Because you went against the interest of his friends. You're not going to be invited to any knitting circles. <laughs> yeah, You're not right, going to go right. see any shows in London with, the, with other ladies. You're going to be ostracized. Is this a little legitimate threat? I don't think so. And I, I think we can tell because Elizabeth doesn't seem that concerned by it, really. Yeah. Okay, yeah, she says, These are heavy misfortunes, replied Elizabeth, but the wife of Mr. Darcy must have such extraordinary sources of happiness necessarily attached to her situation that she could, upon the whole, have no cause to repine. <laughs> so that's what Elizabeth says. It's like, well, that sounds bad, but Darcy is, like, rich and influential on his own, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not going to make that much of a difference if you don't like... Well, it's not going to make that much of a difference to the wife of Darcy whether you like her or not, because she's still going to be Mrs. Darcy. Right. It's like, well, that's just the sacrifice I'll have to make. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Or whatever. Whichever young woman will have to make. Right? right, yeah. Obstinate, headstrong girl. I am ashamed of you. Is this your gratitude for my attentions to you last spring? Is nothing due to me on that score? <laughs> what the hell did she I do? I think she's really scraping the bottom <laughs> of the barrel here. Like, all the shaming's not going to work. So it's like, well, remember when I... Fed you dinner those couple of times. Remember when I made you, or no, when I let you play my piano? Yeah. When I forced you to uh, play my piano? Remember how when I told you how to pack your trunk? <laughs> Am I, is this the way you repay me? <laughs> is nothing due to me on that score? Uh, remember when I let you stay with my clergyman? <laughs> okay. Oh, and then she also... Okay, yeah, she yeah, and then she continues to, to say, say yeah. yeah. Let us sit down. You are to understand, Miss Bennet, that I came here with the determined resolution of carrying my purpose, nor will I be dissuaded from it. I have not been used to I'm I have not been used to submit to any person's whims. Well, that's true. Mm. I have not been in the habit of brooking disappointment. Mm. That is also true. Yeah. Okay, Elizabeth says that will make your ladyship situation at present more pitiable. <laughs> that, that is Mr. Bennett coming through, I feel like. <laughs> <He's> like <laughs> yeah, 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 that sucks for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you like to have your own way? Well, that sucks, because you're not going to get it here. <laughs> yeah. All right, she says, That will make your ladyship situation at present more pitiable, but it will have no effect on me. So, you don't like to brook disappointment? Well, I'm sorry for you, but I don't care, right? <laughs> it doesn't affect me. Yeah. It is interesting when you're talking about Mr. Bennett. It's also, it's like, this whole conversation, I think, is also Mrs. Bennett coming through. Like, obstinate, headstrong girl uh, sounds like Mrs. Bennet. Yeah. <laughs> well, this shows you that Elizabeth has taken some good things from her parents. Yeah. And I think, it, <clears throat> you know, she respects decorum and she respects, like, playing the rules within reason. But Elizabeth is not just, like, you know, she's not obsessed with class, which is why she's not really marrying Darcy to, to as Lady Catherine insinuates, vault to the, like, top ranks of society, right? Right. That's not, like, what Elizabeth prizes. She prizes, like, security and, like, genuine emotion and mutual, like, respect, kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what does Lady Catherine say? She goes, I will not be interrupted. Hear me in silence. Shut up and listen, is what she's saying. My daughter and my nephew are formed for each other. The reason we gave birth <laughs> to these two children is so they can marry. They are descended on the maternal side from the same noble line. So, so that means Lady Catherine and Darcy's 
mother, mother or sisters. Or sisters, yeah. and they're from the same line. I guess, they're I guess, from the same noble family. They're from the same noble family. The de Bergs, okay. yeah. All right. And on the fathers, from respectable, honorable, and ancient, though untitled families. We get this a little bit in the Rosings chapters, that, like, Lady Catherine is from a respectable family, and she, or, like, a class, a noble family, mm-hmm. and she married a non-titled rich man, and that's how she got uh, Rosings, right? Right, and so then, so, Sir Louis de Berg, he wasn't titled, he, like, was a knight, I guess? Yeah, I guess. He's he's almost like the Bingleys, kind of. Yeah. Like, he would have come from a family that had worked themselves up in generations past. Right. But a long time ago. Right. Which, that makes it respectable. And that got the title of Sir uh. somewhere down the line. Their fortune on both sides is splendid. <laughs> they are destined for each other by the voice of every member of their respective houses. And what is to divide them? The upstart pretensions of a young woman without family, connections, or fortune. Mm-hmm. I do like this, like this hypothetical. Like she's done many of the hypothetical questioning, uh-huh. like, and who is to get in their way, and what is to stop them? You. <laughs> she's monologuing here. <laughs> yeah, it's like a villain, yeah. villain monologuing. <laughs> yeah, um, upstart is a very important word. That means social climber the Mm. upstart pretensions of a young woman without family connections or fortune she's calling elizabeth a gold digger essentially yeah well she's like she's even like saying elizabeth is from a lower class than she is it's it's almost like oh this wretch just wandered in off the street and married darcy right Mm. is this to be endured but it must not shall not be if you were sensible of your own good you would not wish to quit the sphere in which you have been brought up Uh uh-huh yeah, stay where you're born, right? Yeah. Marry your own people. Yeah. Well, that's very of the times, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, like, are the Bennets... Elizabeth's not a gold digger. Is Mrs. Bennet an upstart? Yes. Well, in one way, yeah. She did marry up in marrying Mrs. Bennet. I mean, Mr. Bennet, rather. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she's not from anywhere near nobility or wealth. Yeah, like, no. her family is thoroughly, like, lower middle class. That's where she, she like comes a, from. She was a townie. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I feel like Mrs. Bennet is not... Like, she wants rich husbands for her daughters, but I feel like the name of the game for her is more survival than, like, yeah. trying to, like, increase the Bennets' like, importance in the world, right? Right, right. She's not... I mean, hell, she was happy to have Lydia marry Wickham. <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, like she's willing... She, yeah, like, you're, you're right. It's about survival for Mrs. Bennet. It's not about trying to... She's not, like, in the... Like, like a Miss Bingley trying to, like, elevate her family line. That's she, a... She's a true upstart, Miss Bingley. Miss Bingley's uh-huh, a true... Yeah, she's yeah. the one who's, who's like, you know... Know, drooling over Darcy's money. Right. <laughs> Not Darcy. Darcy's money. Uh-huh. I think, uh, I wonder how Lady Catherine... Like, not that a Miss Bingley-Darcy marriage would have ever happened in a million years, but if, like, if she would have been more okay with Miss Bingley or as mm. as equally incensed. I don't think she would have liked it very much. No, she would not have liked it. She might have been able to tolerate it a little bit more than Elizabeth. Maybe. But... I also think Miss Bingley would not have been capable to go head to, to go toe to toe. She would have Lady lost, Catherine. yeah. If Lady Catherine like told her to back off, she would have done it probably. Probably, yeah. But yeah, upstart important word. Uh, I was talking about this before the podcast. In the old Pride and Prejudice from like the thirties, forties with Greer Garson, I believe they have Lawrence Olivier as Darcy calling the Bennets upstarts, mm. which is kind of weird. 
I feel like it's better coming out of Lady Catherine's mouth. I mean, I don't know. Volume one, Darcy probably would have regarded the Bennets as upstarts. I guess so. He, we know he did, especially Mrs. Bennet. As, yeah, yeah, especially witnessing Mrs. Bennet's behavior. I guess he thought when he saw her, how she acted around Bingley, he thought she was just like being gold diggerly. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, she was being upstartish. But I, like we said, I don't think like she wanted Bingley because he's rich and handsome. But it's mostly just for survival. Like my daughters are gonna like get kicked out of their house when their father dies. Like it's not about like right. finding rank. It's about it's not about increasing the family importance. It's just about like. Finding ways that they can live. Right? You also just reminded me if there, yeah, if Mrs. Ben was truly upstartish, she would not have agreed to let Elizabeth marry Mr. Collins. Mr. Collins. Well, Wickham is a perfect example. Like, no respectable family would welcome Wickham with such open <laughs> arms, really. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. Okay. Okay. In marrying, so she's like, stay, stay in your class, right? Mm-hmm. Don't wish to quit your sphere in which you were brought up. And Elizabeth says, in marrying your nephew. I should not consider myself as quitting that sphere. Sphere, sorry. He is a gentleman. Darcy is a gentleman. I am a gentleman's daughter. So far, we are equal. It's yeah. It's not like uh-huh. like you said. It's not like Elizabeth's just some hussy off the street. Like <laughs> yeah. she is from a, a like a, a noble family, and that is something that Elizabeth knows that about herself. Is that she, like she is she? I mean, she's not a completely unsuitable match for Darcy. She is. Like, pretty much an okay match for Darcy outside Uh of, like, the, you know, snooty, uptight people in Darcy's, like, stratosphere of wealth who would would, um, poo-poo it Mm. with the match. Yeah, Mr. Bennett is a gentleman. He just doesn't happen to have very much money. (laughs) Yeah, what does Lady Catherine say? Um, True, you are a gentleman's daughter. But who was your mother? Who are your uncles and aunts? Mm-hmm. Do not imagine me ignorant of your condition. So yeah, as we said before, Elizabeth is genteel only through her father's side. Mm-hmm. Whereas on her mother's side, who knows what lineage that is? We don't know. Yeah. And so that is the point Lady Catherine's trying to say is that like, well, Darcy's both sides of Darcy's family are splendidly wealthy, <laughs> whereas you're 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 only genteel, barely on one side, and then you're trash on the other side. And who are Elizabeth's uncles and aunts? They are mm-hmm. uh, the gardeners who, who work are, in trade, who work in trade, yeah. and the Phillipses. Who the Mr. Phillips is a lawyer. Yeah, not so. that high mm-hmm. class. Um, yeah, and of course, even though Darcy likes the gardeners, he has. Learn to be move beyond these kind of class prejudices, at least to some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still scandalous to have family and trade, as we've established so many times. All the way back to Miss Bingley, take shitting on them also, the gardeners. Yeah, if Miss Bingley finds fault with that, then of course Lady Catherine would uh, would see that as a huge, uh, a huge red flag. Uh-huh. All right, Elizabeth says, whatever my connections may be. <laughs> More just not like definite statements. Well, those may be connect my connections. <laughs> Whatever my connections may be, if your nephew does not object to them, they can be nothing to you. I also like it's like a subtle uh, rejection of the way that Lady Catherine is framing her connections. Like whatever you want to call my connections, like it doesn't matter if Darcy doesn't care, right? Yeah, yeah. Tell me once for all. Are you engaged to him? <laughs> all right, no more like dancing around here. Mm. Just tell me. Though Elizabeth would not, for the mere purpose of obliging Lady Catherine, have answered this question, she could not but say, after a moment's deliberation, 
I am not. Lady Catherine seemed pleased. Mm -hmm. So, well, what happens here? Lady Catherine's like, tell me, just tell me, are you engaged to him? And Elizabeth would rather not oblige Lady Catherine, right? Mm -hmm. But I think she, like, tries to think of some, like, clever retort, like, some way to, like, evade this question. Yeah. And she doesn't really come up with one, so she's just like, I'm not. We're not engaged, right? Which mm -hmm. is the truth. Yeah. And this pleases Lady Catherine, of course. <laughs> uh, she goes on to say, and will you promise me never to enter into such an engagement? Elizabeth says, I will make no promise of the kind. Miss Bennet, I am shocked and astonished. I am shocked and shocked. <laughs> I expected to find a more reasonable young woman, but do not deceive yourself into a belief that I will ever receive. <laughs> I shall not go away till you have given me the assurance I require. Mm. So it's not even enough. So now, now it's like, now that Lady Catherine actually got what she came here for, which is to make sure that the rumors are false, now she's getting greedy and she's like, okay, now promise me that you'll never do <laughs> such an engagement. No, part two. We've established that they're not engaged. <laughs> part two, and you never will be, right? <laughs> uh, okay. Elizabeth says, and I certainly never shall give it. The assurance the that assurance. Lady Catherine yeah. requires. So I guess you're going to have to stay here forever. <laughs> I am not to be intimidated into anything so wholly unreasonable. Your ladyship wants Mr. Darcy to marry your daughter, to marry your daughter. But would my giving you the wished-for promise make their mar marriage at all more probable? Okay. So this is great logic from Elizabeth. She's like, I'm not going to give you the insurance that you're trying to intimidate me into, right? <laughs> uh, and if you really want Mr. Darcy to marry Mr. Berg, would my telling you that I'm not going to marry Darcy make the marriage between Darcy and Mr. Berg at all more probable, right? Yeah. That's hilarious, too. That's also, like, a like a diss at Mr. Berg. It's like, it's not me that's preventing Darcy from marrying Mr. Berg. It's Mr. Berg that's preventing <laughs> Darcy from marrying Mr. Berg. And Darcy, because he has no Mr. inclination. Well, yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah like, uh, exactly. Yeah, so Elizabeth goes on to say, Suppose Darcy to be attached to me... Would my refusing to accept his hand make him wish to bestow it on my cousin? On his cousin, I'm sorry. On Mr. Berg, right? Mm -hmm. More great logic. So, <laughs> just because I would... If I refuse Darcy, does that mean he's automatically going to marry Mr. Berg, right? Yeah. He's clearly and not in love with her if he's a... Um, if... Yeah, if all this time he hasn't proposed yet, uh -huh. maybe, maybe he just doesn't want to marry her. And yeah, that's hilarious because it's like supposing more, more supposing is an if supposing yeah. he was attached to me uh -huh. would my refusing to accept his hand make him wish to bestow it on his cousin like well he did do that that happened yeah he proposed and elizabeth refused and darcy did not go running to mr, mr. Berg. berg if anything he <laughs> he, he doubled, was trying to woo elizabeth again he, he doubled down he doubled on down it. on yeah. elizabeth yeah allow me to say lady catherine that the arguments with which you have supported this extraordinary application have been as frivolous as the application was ill-judged. Ha. Wow. That is, not like, just telling it straight here. Mm -hmm. No bones about it. Yeah. Allow me to say, Miss Cath Lady Catherine, that the arguments with which you have supported this extraordinary application, that, like, everything you've just told me now, have been as frivolous as the application was ill-judged. <laughs> so everything you just told me is as crazy as the fact that you even came here in the first place, yeah. right? It's as crazy as it was poorly executed, <laughs> ill-judged. <laughs> you have widely mistaken my character 
if you think I can be worked on by such persuasions as these, how far your nephew might approve of your interference in his affairs, I cannot tell. But you have certainly no right to concern yourself in mine. I must beg, therefore, to be importuned no further on the subject. No farther. Yeah. And now she's like, and now we can please can it. Yeah. <laughs> Let us move on. Get the hell out of my wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. Yeah, just like telling it. She's just like not afraid of Lady Catherine. Like everything you're telling me is absurd. Yeah. The fact that you're here is absurd. And I'm not going to like bend to your will just because you tell me to. Right. Yeah. And I love it because it's like, you know, it kind of just goes just goes to show like Elizabeth has not really falter the entire during this entire like back and forth uh -huh. like elizabeth was like playing the oh you know i'm not i can't be as frank as you are so i'm gonna like circumvent all of your questions and now here she is being the most direct being like you are being silly and you have failed in your task to get me to never in enter an engagement with Darcy, and now I'm going to ask you to leave. Yeah, and Elizabeth, I think, you know, it's worth mentioning that it's Elizabeth is n by no means assured of, you know, the fact that Darcy will ever propose again. Like, um, Elizabeth might even be thinking, like, in a state of mind where she has given up the idea that Darcy will even propose, right? Right, it's not like she's... Well, we don't know. She's not like... Well, it's not like this proposal has happened and she's accepted and now she's fighting for Darcy. It's kind of like, you know, she's fighting for the idea of potentially being able to accept a proposal if it ever comes around again, right? Right, right. Yeah. It, it does sort of... It it opens up the question of, like, is Elizabeth just speaking her truth here completely uninterested? Or is she answering these questions in a way that allows herself to be open to another engagement? To, like, is she, like, being more... Um, strategic here because i think it's both it is I think, both. Yeah, yeah the way that she plays it it's like both her defending like her honor like being like even if darcy and i had never talked this is still an egregious offense against me that you would think it necessary to like that you would think it's so like offensive the idea of darcy marrying me that you're here and saying these things right, right? not just that oh it's so offensive but that now you want me to promise you to say no uh -huh. if, if if ever he like proposed to me like that is crazy so i'm fighting back to like mostly to defend my own like sense of honor right mm -hmm. my own sense of like dignity and self-respect but the sub-level is, and I think this is the what she's trying to project to Lady Catherine, but the sub-level is, like, I'm also, it's strategically being played to where I'm not promising to not accept if Darcy proposes, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, and then finally she's just like, I don't know if Mr. Darcy likes it when you interfere in his affairs, <laughs> but I don't, you, I don't like it when you interfere in mine, and you have no right to. So please leave. Uh -huh. All right, and then Lady Catherine says, Not so hasty, if you please. I have by no means done. I think it seems like, I'm not done yet. Yeah. To all the objections I've already urged, I have still another to add. <laughs> well, okay, what are the objections that she has laid out so far against this match? Uh, Okay, well, that she's lowborn. That she's lowborn. That there, she is already is basically engaged, uh -huh. tacitly engaged to, my to daughter. Uh, Mr. Bird. Yeah. And... That I, I think that's mostly that's pretty, pretty it, much right? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that it'd be like degrading to the family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yet I have one more reason. <laughs> but wait, there's more. I am no stranger 
to the particulars of your youngest sister's infamous elopement. The one Mrs. Bennet was just talking about so, so pridefully <laughs> at the beginning of the chapter. I know it all, that the young man's marrying her was a patched-up business <laughs> at the expense of your father and uncle. Oh, so she does mm. not know it all. Mm -mm. That's great dramatic irony to have someone say, I know it all, and yeah. she, yet she doesn't. <laughs> it's, like, it's like she's like, I know it all, and then the, the narrator is like, she didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, she shows it herself by saying the incorrect information which exactly. is that the money came from mr bennett and mr gardner yeah when it in fact came from the very nephew that she proposed to know everything about so she's actually really in the dark when you think about it yeah she thinks she knows everything that's going on but she has no idea she really doesn't know anything that's yeah. going on she thinks darcy wants to marry his daughter she thinks darcy her daughter yeah oh, sorry her daughter yeah. she thinks that like well she doesn't know that darcy paid off wickham oh she would be enraged if she ever heard about that yeah Okay. And is such a girl to be my nephew's sister? Mm -hmm. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah. Lydia to be this? Uh, well, even worse. Yeah, what's what next? Is her husband, <laughs> is the son of his late father's steward to be his brother? That's the real in slap in the face like okay yeah you're a flirt and like <laughs> okay yeah a, a flirt is gonna be your sister yeah a flirt but the, elizabeth yeah. elizabeth is a social climber uh -huh. but wickham is the son of his late father's steward he's gonna be his brother now the old mr darcy would turn in his grave it's like yeah well that of course is highly disgusting to lady catherine to ha the idea of one of your former servants like the son of one of your former servants now being your brother right yeah that is the ultimate offense uh -huh. heaven on earth of what are you thinking are the shades of pemberley to be thus polluted amazing great line that's lady catherine the poet in lady catherine coming <laughs> out yeah, well, this yeah. is the Lady Catherine show. Well, let's just break down that metaphor a little bit. So, the are the shades of Pemberley to be thus polluted? Like, the fact that Darcy is going to be connected to Lydia and Wickham, especially among mm -hmm. all the Bennets, is going to, like, pollute Pemberley somehow. It's going to make Pemberley seem, like, less special and more common, kind of, right? Yeah, the shades that Pemberley... It's like the grounds right like is yeah well it's like a poetic kind of term right yeah you know like the the <laughs> recesses under the trees right yeah. Uh, yeah it's not like is pemberley going to be thus polluted it's like are the shades of pemberley going to be thus polluted are you gonna let these like disgusting people like and even in like the the vicinity of pemberley right yeah. or like it's more so let them be within the vicinity of the owner of pemberley yeah pemberley in this point it's it is it um, oh, I can't remember that the word that where an object is used to represent a person. Synecdoche. Synecdoche. Well, she's doing that in the Shades of Pemberley. Yeah. The Shades of Pemberley represents all of Pemberley, but Pemberley but, represents Darcy. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh -huh. So, like, is Darcy, is he going to be, is his reputation going to be tainted by being associated with his late father's steward as his brother-in-law? Uh -huh. We've talked about this before, but this is a very direct uh, example of using Pemberley as like a one for one for Darcy. Mm -hmm. Like, so by Darcy being connected to Wickham, it's almost like Pemberley is being polluted. Yeah, right? yeah. Traipsing around the ground. <laughs> okay. Elizabeth says, you can now have nothing further to say. She resentfully answered, you have insulted me in every possible method. I must beg to return to the house. So she's like, 
you brought up like how low my family is and now you're bringing up my shameful sister right to my face right <laughs> Uh, and as she wrote, and she rose as she spoke, Lady Catherine rose also, and they returned back. Her lady was highly incensed. Her ladyship, I'm sorry. Her ladyship was highly incensed. Yeah, it's her ladyship. Come on. Sorry, yeah, Lady <laughs> Catherine would not like that. You have no regard, then, for the honor and credit of my nephew, unfeeling, selfish girl. Do you not consider that a connection with you must disgrace him in the eyes of everybody? I think she's really like plain dirty now. Yeah, now yeah. she's just now she's just like name calling her and, uh, and just making her like just making her feel like shit. It's not even the family anymore. It's you. Yeah, like you are the you're the disgraceful one. Mm -hmm. And of course, Lady Catherine's the one who's acting ungraciously this whole time. Oh yeah, uh, Lady Catherine. I have nothing farther to say. You know my sentiments. Oh, I like that. Lady Catherine comes here to make her sentiments known. <laughs> Elizabeth's like, she co closes this argument with, you know my sentiments. Ha! So who made her sentiments known, really? Yeah, yeah, Elizabeth did. You are then resolved to have him? This is also great. Yeah, Lady Catherine's just like, jump, like, so Elizabeth never said, I'm going to marry Darcy. She's just like, I'm not going to say no, or I'm not going to commit to you to say no. Yeah. In Lady Catherine's mind, that means, oh, so it's a done deal then. Right. So you're going to marry him then. <laughs> I have said no such thing, said Elizabeth. I am only resolved to act in that manner, which will, in my own opinion, constitute my happiness without reference to you or to any person so wholly unconnected with me. That's so funny. So wholly unconnected with me. Uh, it's like, you're like, she's like, you're not even in the right county. What are yeah, you doing right. here? Get yeah, out. <laughs> uh, we're not family. We will be soon. But yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Sorry to this woman. I don't know you. Uh, which is also, like, why... I mean, Lady Catherine gets away with this. She gets away with bossing people who she has no precedence over just because she behaves in a certain way. Right. But Elizabeth sees through the BS. She's like, why Why should I have to make any commitments to you, right? Mm -hmm. It is well. You refuse, then, to oblige me. You refuse to obey the claims of duty, honor, and gratitude. You are determined to ruin him in the opinion of all his friends and make him the contempt of the world. <laughs> None of that is going to happen. No. That is, that is a wild prediction. Uh, neither duty, nor honor, nor gratitude, replied Elizabeth, have any possible claim on me in the present instant. That's funny. What does that mean? She's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to disobey duty, honor, or gratitude by... By acting the way I am right now. Yeah. It's like, I'm not being dishonorable, or uh, I'm not being ingracious, or yeah. I'm not not being dutiful. <laughs> and I made you that dinner one time, and there were so <laughs> many plates you had never seen, and this is how you repay me, <laughs> by marrying my nephew. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's a great point. It's like, I'm not doing, I'm doing nothing that violates duty, honor, or gratitude. Right, right? Uh -huh. yeah. No principle of either would be violated by my marriage with Mr. Darcy. And with regard to the resentment of his family, or in the indignation of the world, if the former were excited by his marrying me, it would not give me one moment's concern, and the world in general would have too much sense to join in the scorn. <laughs> so yeah, just like refuting exactly what Lady Catherine says. She's like, with the and with regard to resentment of his family or in the indignation of the world, if the former, meaning his family... Or the resentment of his family. Yeah, if the resentment of his family were excited by his marrying me, if his family did resent the fact that he married me, 
It would not give me one moment's concern. I wouldn't care about it at all, right? Mm -hmm. And the world, in general, has too much sense to join in the scorn. Like, so maybe the family would resent Darcy if he married me, but I wouldn't care. And I think the world, in general, has too much sense to really care that much about me and Darcy marrying, right? Yeah, I think it's an interesting thing for her to think. Because the general, all, all they love is to... To scorn. To scorn. Uh, I think it's more of just, like, I know that there's nothing inherently wrong with, like, marrying Darcy. That's just your own, like, prejudices. Yeah. I think Lady she, Catherine. Right. She knows Lady Catherine is putting way too much stake in her own opinion as a representation of the world. And Elizabeth's like, that's not... Just because you think it doesn't mean the world thinks it. I don't... And it's the world will not scorn Elizabeth. No. It's not like this is... This is not Lydian Wickham. Like, it's going to be still, like, a legitimate match <laughs> gone through the right channels. Yeah. And she is, like, a gentleman's daughter. Like, yes, she's going to be marrying up in the world. But it's not, like... It's not, like, a breach of, like, societal decorum right. for the two of them to marry. It's not like, the most shocking thing. It's not like Darcy just, like... Like we said, like, found, like, some urchin on the street and married her. <laughs> that would be shocking. That would, uh, you know, solicit the scorn of the world. But not Elizabeth and Darcy. Mm. And this is your real opinion. This is your final resolve. Very well. I shall now know how to act. Hmm. Do not imagine, Miss Bennet, that your ambition will ever be gratified. I came to try you. I hoped to find you reasonable, but depend upon it, I will carry my point. Mm-hmm. All right. In this manner, Lady Catherine talked on. <laughs> and on <laughs> and, and on she and kept on. talking, yeah. <laughs> Until they were at the door of the carriage. When turning hastily around, she added, I take no leave of you, Miss Bennet. I send no compliments to your mother. You deserve no such attention. I am most seriously displeased. <laughs> I love that. So she does... Well, okay. So this is a very direct threat. Like, you and Darcy are not going to happen. I'm going to stop it, right? Yeah, because she's like, I shall now know how to act. She's uh, like, well, now I'm going to... Like, well, just you wait, Miss Bennet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your ambition will never be gratified. Yeah. Yeah. Depend upon it, I will carry my point. Uh, that's, that's like a... That's a threat. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I'm going to stop this marriage. That's mm -hmm. what she's saying. Yeah. Oh. Don't take it too seriously. <laughs> but it's also, I think the fact that we can not take it seriously because she previously says, like, I'm not going to leave until my point has been settled. And yet here she is leaving, like, with her point unsettled. That's right, right yeah. Uh, and then she also, like, adds, yeah, she she punctuates her final, you know, monologue with, uh, <laughs> I send no compliments to your mother. <laughs> I like that she starts this chapter being like just being like ungracious and impolite in the way that she acts right mm -hmm. but now she has to take it a step further and like tell elizabeth hey i'm acting ungraciously to you right <laughs> it's not just enough to act it anymore yeah yeah in case you didn't get it i'm pissed right? <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, right? in case you didn't get it i'm not talking to you <laughs> yeah elizabeth made no answer and without attempting to persuade her ladyship to return into the house walked quietly into it herself she heard the carriage drive away as she proceeded upstairs. Here's okay, so that this dining room must be upstairs. Well, if that's where. No, because then if you go on. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. It's a dressing room. Okay. She heard the carriage drive away as she proceeded upstairs. Her mother impatiently met her at the door of the dressing room to ask why Lady Catherine would not come in again and rest herself. She did not choose it, said her daughter. She would go. She is a very fine-looking woman. And her calling here was prodigiously civil. No, it was not. <laughs> For if she only came, I suppose, to tell us the Collinses were well, 
For she only came, yeah, to tell us the Collins were well. So she, oh my God. Mrs. Bennet makes the same conjecture as Elizabeth does. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just. She... I it... guess that's what she thought they were talking about outside. I guess so about the Collinses. She is on her road somewhere, I dare say, and so passing through Meryton, thought she might as well call on you. This is what Mrs. Bennet thinks happened. Uh... I suppose you had nothing particular to say to you, Lizzie. Elizabeth was forced to give into a little falsehood here. Ah, so she's been telling the truth the whole time, but now she's just so exhausted that she's going to lie a little bit to Mrs. Bennet. <laughs> she was forced to give into a little falsehood here, for to acknowledge the substance of their conversation was impossible. Yeah, I think this is one instance where it's, like, okay to, like, lie a little bit, because yeah. it's, like, there's, you can po not possibly unpack everything that was said. Uh-huh. All right. And, and that's yeah, the yeah. That's the chapter. Also, another example of... Uh, like, high-stake things happening, and then characters, like, in close proximity not realizing that the stakes are high. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, with Mrs. Bennet just, like, a few yards away. Yeah. Uh, similar to how uh, when Darcy shows up with Bingley oh, yeah. a few chapters ago, Kitty's like, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> right? this Mi Mr. What's-His-Name? Uh -huh, yeah, Mr. What's-His-Name. This man that, like, any reader of the book has been thinking about the whole time. Yeah. And, like, so now we get this, like, really heated exchange, and Mrs. Bennett's like, well, I guess nothing really happened, right? It's like, oh, I guess he she just came over to tell us about the Collinses. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, you think, I don't know, like, yeah, it is, <sighs> like, wouldn't Mrs. Bennett be, like, brimming with curiosity? But I guess not. I, I don't know what Mrs. Bennet thinks. She's I guess, probably too busy just el being elated in her future son-in-law. Mrs. Bennet's absurd world, it is not... I guess she doesn't know Lady Catherine, so she doesn't think it's, like, totally impossible that she would just stop off to give a message about the Collinses. Mm -hmm. I don't know. She also, I don't think, just... She doesn't particularly care about Elizabeth that much. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, whatever. <laughs> I think in Mrs. Bennet's world, like, there's no questioning of things sometimes. Yeah, unless there's husbands involved, and Lady Catherine is not husband material, so it's like, whatever. Yeah, it's not, Mrs. Bennet doesn't care about it, because she doesn't think a husband's gonna come from it. <laughs> but little does she know, that's what they've been talking about. I know, the, yeah, the hottest gossip in town happening right in her backyard. And she seemingly has no idea. Yeah, which makes me wonder, like, this, this rumor must have been so tiny, so inconsequential. Or rather, like, it's not like everyone knows about it, it's just... It was such a tiny, tiny rumor that instantly propelled Lady Catherine to go to Longbourn uh -huh. in her chasen for to demand, like, a, like confirmation that it's a false rumor. We'll talk about where this rumor came from in the next chapter. Mm -hmm. If Mrs. Phillips had heard about it, she would have told exactly. Mrs. Bennett. Which yeah. means, like, it must have not, like, it can, like, it must not have, like, originated in Meryton. It definitely... Came well, this the... kind of is a little bit of a spoiler. We'll, but... we'll get into it in the next chapter. It had to have come through the Lucases if it got to the Collins, I feel like. Yeah. Yes. All right. We'll talk more about that, though. But yes. this is a great chapter. We love Lady Catherine, despite how terrible she is. Yeah. And this uh, is, like, a, a great send-off for her. Like, we had the, like, final Caroline Bingley chapter, uh, and I think this is going to be more or less the final Lady Catherine chapter. All the Every character has great send-offs. Collins, Lady Catherine, Miss Bingley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was just thinking back to the Miss Bingley chapter <laughs> where Darcy <laughs> tells her off. That's such a great scene. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, it, it is... We've talked about the similarity between Mrs. Bennet and Lady Catherine of a meeting here of the two of them. Yeah, they're both very willful, like, except the difference is that Lady Catherine's will 
does end up being the way a lot of like 99% of the time except for this time Mm -hmm. whereas Mrs. Bennet it almost is by luck that the things that she wills actually comes to fruition this is maybe like this book is almost like a (laughs) this world the society like of the characters in this book is almost kind of matriarchal Mm-hmm. Like, Lady Catherine is the most powerful character in the book. Yeah. Like, this Darcy-Mr. Berg marriage was arranged on the mother's side. This seems like it was contriving yeah. purely between contrived purely between Lady Catherine and Mr. Darcy's mother. Yeah, the sisters. Uh, to continue the line of the maternal side, really, which is the noble side, right? Yeah, yeah. All the all the men did is supply the the money. <laughs> Mrs. Mr. Bennet is the reason Elizabeth can claim any status at being like the daughter of a gentleman. Mm-hmm. But Mrs. Bennet is really the head of that household, I feel like. Oh yeah, Mrs. Bennet is the one running things. Or maybe maybe Elizabeth and Jane are running things, but Mrs. Bennet is like the for the parent that's on the forefront. I feel like the representative of the Bennets, really. Oh yeah, definitely. She's the one who um hangs out with Bingley when he's when he came over to before he was engaged to Jane, uh, Miss, Mrs. Bennett was the one um, hosting, not Mr. Bennett. Mr. Bennett was nowhere to be found. So we had a scene here where the two the two matriarchs are sitting in the same room. Mm-hmm. They're going to be part of the same family soon. Oh, spoiler alert. Sorry. I don't think that's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's chapter 14. Um, if you have any questions, you can email us at secondimpressionspod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so until... And- Chapter 15. Yep. Yeah. I'm Grace. I'm Tom. Bye.